Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Back the horns up talking Texas podcast. Fisher to sub was DJ Nikki Snacks Crider. It's August. That means football is literally right around the corner. A lot of fun photos have been shared of our quarterback room. Uh, we've seen them look jacked in the gym, especially Malik Murphy uh, looking like Thor out there, an absolute behemoth. Uh, I saw another photo of Quinn getting another haircut, it looked like today, um, which was definitely interesting. Yeah, passed That's- around. That's what you do when you cut your hair once and you want to keep it that length. You got to yeah. keep getting it cut. I was yep. at a and someone was like concerned about him. Like, I'm sure he's fine, dude. It's like we've all had, I mean, maybe that person didn't, but we've all three had long hair before. And it's like you're saying, Toss, like when I cut my long hair for the first time in a while and I had short hair, two weeks later, I wanted to get a haircut and I wanted to keep getting it cut. And when I was in college, I got a cut like every two, three weeks. I've heard of guys getting cut once a week. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I the guys. Absurd, but do the NBA guys get cut multiple times a week? Like, I feel Probably. like they, yeah, they have like they. One of the biggest things in the NBA bubble, aside from family being there, was having your barber there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, th- I, I think. Um, I mean, if you're a guy who goes for the shaved head look, and you do have hair, I think you have to shave your head like two every two or three days. Yeah, it's you don't want more. It's even more frequent loose stragglers on your head no, not, none of that but i'm i'm not concerned about quinn at all the one thing that was concerning is that he looked like a shrimp compared to those two quarterbacks but that has nothing to do with his play on the field and his his effort i mean that's just born not as big as those guys yeah i mean i got and, I had a and few... he's not a small guy either he's i mean not, he's six no. two he's probably two 200 205 right now like those guys in arch specifically um, because I think it's very evident, right? When you look at Malik, you're like, this is this guy's a house of a man. He is he's huge, he's he's tall, his legs are incredibly built. Um, Arch is surprisingly uh, a bit of a unit as well, which is probably not that surprising given that he's a Manning and Eli and Peyton. Um, and of course their their pops and, and uh Arch's pop are all pretty big guys. You guys know that I've met Peyton Manning uh in person. At one point in time, I worked on a commercial with him, uh, and he – I think I told you guys this. He was alongside Vince Carter, who is listed at 6'6", and Peyton Manning looked as tall, if not taller. Um, I think when he was playing in the NFL, he was listed probably at 6'4", maybe 6'5", but the guy he was – was 6'5", listing. 6'5", he's huge. Yeah. He's a huge dude, and obviously that's Arch's uncle. So – um, like Eli doesn't big look big. Eli doesn't look big, but he is pretty big in his own right. And Arch obviously is, he's listed as six four as a freshman. I believe he's a, boy too. He's a yeah, he's a house. Uh, which is you know what? For you want nothing against Quinn, but you want the ability for the quarterback not to be able to be taken down so easily. I mean, it's not like Big Ben was the fastest quarterback out there. It was just impossible to tackle. I mean, the, the classic Steelers player, uh, just impossible to bring down. 
Yeah. Uh, and you know, when you're, when you're tall, especially this day and age as a quarterback, I mean, you've got longer strides. You can fight for more yards when you do run the ball. You know, obviously there's smaller quarterbacks like Kyler and Bryce young and Russell Wilson and, and these guys that, you know, scramble pretty well, but I mean, Andrew Luck was a pretty good runner. Herbert's not a bad runner. Trevor Lawrence, and those guys are tall. You know, it's because they've got long strides and they're able to fight for more yards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, both all three of those guys, though, also pretty like Andrew Luck, pretty underrated athlete. Like he could, he really could move in college. I'm looking up his his, his running stats in college, but he, I felt like he was a guy that could really shake. And then we've seen Lawrence and Herbert. We've seen Lawrence in college football go for a number of yards. I mean, yeah, his sophomore year, um, Andrew Luck ran for 450 yards. Not like, bad. Definitely good athlete in college. Uh, do you? I had a couple of people ask me this um, over the weekend when they found out I went to Texas. They asked me if Arch Manning would see the field this season, and I s- still stand yeah, he'll be by. He'll be watching. I think he'll. Yeah, not his viewing status. Uh, him taking snaps under center, and I said I don't think it's going to happen this year. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either. Um, Bearing two injuries, you know, uh, that would really, that's really what it would be. It'd be Quinn getting hurt, then Malik getting hurt. I really think Malik is the second guy up when it comes to taking snaps. If, if uh, Quinn were to go down, I mean, maintain the red shirt, right? I don't think Arch is in any rush. Clearly he's not. I mean, he, he's not accepting any of his personal NIL money until he sees the field himself. So, I really think they're just kind of waiting this out and seeing the process unfold, and he's committed to the Longhorns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think before I get to go T, Amalik Murphy, he was redshirted as a freshman last year as well. So he didn't see – like, and there was points where he definitely could have seen the field when Quinn went down, and there was points we were clamoring for him. No offense to Hudson Card, who, who did an admirable job. But, again, we talk about Malik Murphy's size, athleticism, his arm strength, and he's not from Texas either. He's from Cali. So yep. it's not like he's beholden to the university or the state. Like he genuinely wants to be there. And I think he genuinely thinks he could be the starting quarterback next year. I genuinely think he can too. I mean, every account that I've heard so far out of camp and all the tape and the film that we see on him, he's just dazzling. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously we just mentioned how physically gifted he is, but his arm strength, his ability to run, um, his his sense of leadership. It seems like a lot of the the players really gravitate towards him, and I think that speaks volumes to your character as well. When you know that there's competition in the quarterback room, and you still want to stick it out, that mm-hmm. shows that you want to be there. And so, you know, there's a leadership aspect as well. I, I imagine that Quinn's going to have a good year, and that he'll probably go to the NFL draft, get a nice payday, and then it'll be Malik's job, or they'll have a nice competition heading into spring arch versus Malik and kind of duke it out to see who who's better. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. Hopefully none of this matters, right? Because Quinn is our starter. He plays the entire year healthy and he does what is expected of him um, and does what he can do and performs um, at a very high level. And like you said, Nick ends up heading to the NFL, whether it's a first round draft pick or a second round draft pick, um, you know, when we get to that point, we'll get to that point. But right now it's about improving upon what he did last year. And he had an under 60% completion percentage. And I think that's what has to be addressed first and foremost, when he steps 
you know, on the field for that for that first game. And obviously there's been so much conversation from Sark specifically in the offseason, just talking about the development of Quinn and how they are looking at it um, from a coaching staff standpoint of last year was his rookie season. You know, mm-hmm. they knew they were going to be growing pains. They didn't know that he was going to get injured, that he was going to have to come back from an injury. Um, but I think that there is, you know, it's nice. I can imagine as a player to hear that you have that kind of leash, that your coaches are talking to you in that manner. And obviously they're having those conversations with Quinn himself. Um, but the the fact that, you know, in the off season, the, the first thing out of Stark's mouth was, and this cannot happen next year. And, and Quinn Ewers will not be our starting quarterback if it does start to look similar. Like, we know the pressure that's on him. He knows the pressure that's on himself. And, and I think, you know, we started it off, and obviously it's a joke to talk about the air, but um, none of us were upset or surprised when he first donned the haircut and it showed us a new level of maturation and just focus. And I'm excited to see how that, you know, comes about on the field, how that comes to fruition and, and the work that he's clearly put in in the offseason. Um, and, you know, like I said, it's the, it's the completion percentage. He threw for 15 touchdowns and six interceptions. Like he played 10 games. I know he got hurt, but it, you know, those numbers have, those are rookie numbers, right? Like to quote Matthew McConaughey, our guy, you know, a Longhorn legend, those are rookie numbers. And and that's going to be, have to be way, way higher. Um, if we want our, our horns to be a 10 plus win team. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have his stats up as well. The sub 60%, like you're saying is just no bueno. And then I think that, there are too many weapons that can do too many different things out there yeah. for him not to have 25 plus touchdowns. The interception, the six interceptions is nice. Like I don't mind six interceptions in 10 games for a freshman quarterback is pretty good. Like that's like, he's not turning the ball over and throwing like errant interceptions. Well, that's was, great. I mean, for a lot of those throws, he wasn't thrown to anyone, right? He wasn't there were a couple, there were, there were yeah. a, a plethora of air mails that we saw, but I think yeah. that, with injury, with 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 health for Quinn, and also we talked about it last year—the googly eyes for the long ball—and he's it's going to be tempting again because it's not like Worthy's going to slow down. It's not like he's going to keep. If Worthy can beat the guy, he's going to beat the guy. You get Isaiah right. Nayer back in, who was supposed to kind of fit that role as well. I mean, they could be having a Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle rock paper scissors shoot match out there to see who gets the long ball and scores the touchdown. Like both guys are that fast with Nayer healthy. But it's just going to be about A.D. Mitchell, uh, Sanders, um, and Weddington working in the middle of the field and really utilizing A.D. Mitchell and, and Jatavian Sanders in the red zone and, and getting those guys touchdowns. Don't forget about Casey Kane. Don't forget about Casey Kane, yeah. 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 <laughs> I saw. I heard today that the, the first guys, because they suited up in pads for the first time, and the first guys on the field today were Casey Kane, Xavier Worthy, and Jordan Whittington. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I, ready to play. I think just just echoing the the sentiment on Quinn. Um, I agree, Josh. The the six ints last year. Um, you know, you'd like to look at that as a major positive, but I also see it from another angle, from a more critical angle of he was settling too often to throw the ball away, to not trust his receivers, and at this point, the talent. And the receiving core, tight end core, the running backs out of the backfield, they are too talented not to get them the ball at every opportunity that you can. And you have to trust in your um, your head coach who is an offensive guru 
He's going to mm. scheme those guys open. All you need to do is execute. Make your job very simple. And yeah. let your guys who are all athletes, incredibly gifted, take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Really want to I mean, see the running backs get involved in the pass game this year. I think that's yeah. something that we stressed on about how we didn't get Bijan the ball enough last year in the pass game. And, you know, especially with the young guys coming in fresh legs, you know, I mean, obviously you don't want to run them into the ground, get them their carries, but spread it out, you know, let them get it on the outside, do some screens, do some bubbles, you know, do some wheel routes, let them create some space for themselves and just be the athletes that they are because all these guys have potential to just dust players. Right. And create some open space themselves or, you know, if it's a one-on-one juke them out or even truck them. Um, I mean, we, we got C Baxter. I mean, we, we got, uh, um, uh, Jonathan Brooks, of course, I think, you know, he's, he's one of those bulldozer type guys. Um, but Keelan, you know, Keelan, Keelan is boy that we need to, to get involved more. Cause every time he touches the ball last year, he did something special. Yeah, exactly. You brought up the two guys that you've highlighted in the last couple of minutes, Casey can and Keelan Robinson are just two guys that have paid their dues uh, by and large and guys that could have easily transferred as well, but sticks, but stuck around to do something special. And I, I think there's a world in which they need to be rewarded. And we talk about fresh legs with the, with the running backs all the time, but fresh legs, with wide receivers too. Obviously you want X out there. You want Whittington out there and as much as possible, but that's the beauty of having guys like AD Nair and a guy like Casey Kane, that you can rotate all those guys in and out and really have the freshest legs for a wide receiver and put opposing defenses kind of in a blender and i think the a lot of the opposing defenses we're going to see are going to be feastable say the least outside of alabama who's got some serious defensive back prospects and and defensive prospects in general but i think our depth the wide receiver position and our ability to utilize it again like and that's like just like i know we want to talk quarterbacks but that's like that is one of the beauties of these wide receivers it's not like we have a bunch of like six dope freshmen we have Worthy, who's accomplished. Kane, who's now entering his junior season. He had 200 yards last year. Nair's an accomplished guy coming off injury. A.D. Mitchell's got two rings. And then Whittington is a guy that we thought could potentially leave, but he came back. And that's five dudes plus Sanders. Like You have like six guys that are, are, are catching passes with serious experience here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think... Um... You know, this is certainly something that I think Sark does a good job of communicating to the team, just how the rest of college football media and the college football fan base is viewing the Longhorns. And I don't think people are talking enough about how dynamic and dangerous our offense can be. And I think that, you know, I've seen a lot of kind of, you know, preseason rankings of of offenses from a variety of different sites and in most of them in the top 10 offenses, the horns are not included. So I think take note of that. Take note of if you're Quinn, how much other, how many other QBs are getting a lot more love than you are and uh, use that as a chip on your shoulder and and get to work and prove them wrong. Yeah. And shut them up early. There's no world. There's exactly, there's no reason that they can't have a better offense than like LSU or Florida state where Travis and, and Daniels are getting a lot of love across the nation. I'm not saying they're going to, I'm not saying they're going to have a better offense than USC. The kid just won the Heisman trophy and you know, I don't, I don't want to put the car before the horse, but there really is a world in which 
maybe the turnover mar- the turnover in Georgia hits Athens a bit harder than people anticipate. There's a changing of the guards at Ohio State. Michigan's offense ran the ball extremely well, but how how inspiring is the quarterback play going to be? I think Washington with with Penix and Bo Nix with with Oregon are going to be nice, but again, we've seen both those guys and both those programs crumble under pressure. So realistically, like there there should be a world with if Quinn is playing close to what we thought he can be, that this is going to be a top seven, top five offense. And I look at our defense, and I truthfully believe that we should have in a landslide the best defense in college and in, in the Big Twelve. Yeah, definitely not college, but the Sorry. Big Twelve for sure. I look. I mean, I think this uh, keep saying this. It's for it's ours for the taking. This this offense for sure, in my opinion, is a top ten offense in college football, maybe top five, if they all play to their potential. Defense, you know, I mean, of course, it's going to be hard to compete with the ICC defenses, right? And you know, Ohio State's always got a good defense. Michigan's always got a good defense, but. Um, it's going to be a true test, you know, to see if they could really just put it together at once, because I think we just go back and forth every season where it's like, all right, our defense is great. Our offense is great. Our defense is great. Our offense is great. And it hasn't come together in a full season. Hmm. Yeah, no. And we'll save the defense for next week in a fuller uh, landscape, but you're right. Last season, the defense was the best we've seen in, in, in years, but the offense couldn't put it together. Right. A lot year of- before that, the vice versa. Yeah, like Alex is saying, like a lot of dead balls out of Quinn. Like when you when you when you miss forty two percent of your passes, like I'll we one of the games we highlighted so much was the Oklahoma State game last year, and how long that game felt forever because all the Quinn went nineteen of forty nine, and he dipped below his season average of for fifty eight. That was probably a game that tanked his season average and completion percentage. You have to be able – every time you kill the ball, it's, it kills the ball for the other team as well. Like that's dead space for the other team as well. And that kept them in the game. You have to be able to eat clock and move it. Not only control time possession, kill time possession. I mean that's like yeah. – Bill Belichick is the king of that. That's like he – like that, you know, just to cross-board it a little bit, like – Oh, they're going to get DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, they Mac Jones is the worst quarterback. I don't. I mean, I'm sure he cares a little bit, but it's not a pressing issue to him. He wants to get good running backs, good offensive line, and a good defense. He wants to get in and out of football games quick. Floyd Mayweather, jab, stick, and move. Yeah, I mean, the one thing about Mac Jones that we heard very early in his career with his tenure with the Patriots was that his offensive line loved him. Mm-hmm. Right. That was one of the first things that that was that came out of camp. And obviously, Bill has felt a different way, you know, as his career has progressed with the, you know, Zapke flying in there and, and getting the start. <laughs> and then everyone was like, well, maybe this guy should be our starter going forward. But I think it's uh, it's instrumental that Quinn executes down the field, whether it's a, a five-yard, you know, slant or it's the, the deep ball, it's the, it's the fly to X-Man, so that he rewards those offensive linemen, those big boys, for doing all the dirty work. Mm-hmm. They want to see the results. That's why they do it. They're not just, I mean, some of those guys just do it because they love doing it and they're just crazy like that. And I love that about them, but you have to give them the reward too, you know, and, and when they give you that much time back there, which a lot of times, you know, that protection ended up being a lot better last year than I think um, people had expected it to be, especially with the youth that was on our offensive line. Uh, the youth, and, but and, all those guys were really highly tied prospects too. I think yeah. I, recruits, I think, you know, we probably have the best offensive line in, in the big 12 as well. 
And a lot of these guys, are, I mean, DJ Campbell is one of them, of course, and he didn't really have a ton of play last year. But Kelvin Banks, you know, was our our stud rookie on the tackle position. You know, we got Jake Majors. Yeah, exactly. Hudson, like all these guys are, they're they're legit. They're the truth. So uh, I'm excited. I think we, I think it said that we had like the most preseason Big Twelve players in the conference. So preseason all conference guys. Yeah, yeah, all conference guys. That's what I mean. So look that up. Before we rock and roll, um, we preseason Big Twelve. Get out of here. Preseason Big 12 uh, Offensive Player of the Year is Jalen Daniels for Kansas. What? Okay. Uh, defensive Player of the Year. Jalen Ford. Jalen Ford. As I think should be. Name Jalen. Yeah, I think Jalen Ford is, is, is really going to be – let me see if I can get this team. Uh, yes. Okay. Here is the preseason. I mean, Sanders were the Banks – um, Are you looking at it? No, I'm just listing. Oh. Jake yeah. Majors, I think is he, is he on there? Uh, so this is the first. This is we got Worthy, Jatavian Sanders, Kelvin Banks, and then on defense you have Murphy, Jalen Ford. But I don't know. Baron Sorrell could definitely get in there. Uh, in my opinion, um, there's definitely a world in which we see that. Uh, some of the DBs, Thompson, I think, could get in there for sure. Um, you know, and, and have a field day. Uh, I, I think who else? I mean, yeah, Baron, Alfred Collins, know, Alfred Collins, AC can get in there. I, there's a lot of guys that I think, and I think we could easily get running backs and quarterbacks in there and more receivers. There's also but, young guys too coming in that I think can make an impact right away. Yeah, I'm not below, the fact that, yeah, the fact that Jalen Daniels, no offense to him, he's a fine player is the preseason quarterback on the big 12 team. I, that's blood in the water. How winnable this conference it's, is. It's also stupid. Like Quinn for sure has better Heisman odds than him. Yes. Right. I mean, that's like, that's the guy that's the number one guy you think going into the year, there has to be blood in the water. There's no sure. Kyler. There's no Baker. There's no Jalen hurts. There's no Duggan. There's, there's none of these guys, you know, even Sanders on, on OK State, Spencer Sanders is gone. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's nobody. Yeah. Get it done at the quarterback spot. But we have guys. Um, all right, dudes. Good stuff. Always a pledge. Oh. Is that close out? Is it? Sorry, I was jamming. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.